Welcome into the Landry Football Podcast Network as we uh, break down, uh, kind of give you a final overview of Senior Bowl Practice Week. We have done this all week long, kind of taking you through each of the days of practices and what's happened and transpired and giving you evaluations. We thought we'd get you ready um, for the Senior Bowl. Hopefully you get a chance to watch it. Uh, but let me tell you how things have played out during the week in practice. And uh, the game is going to be played on Saturday afternoon. And But just so you know, uh, all of us, including myself, have made it back home. No, we don't stay and watch the uh, Senior Bowl game. More on that in a second. A reminder, you can get more detailed breakdowns of all the players uh, in the Senior Bowl uh, as we get ready for the Combine. NFL draft, free agency, in college, transfer portal, recruiting, got it all covered for you at LandryFootball.com. So take advantage of our scouting season offer. Scouting's all year round, okay? But 50% off, most fans view this as kind of a scouting season. Draft, recruiting, free agency, transfer portal. It's the non-playing season. Yeah, we got that thing called the Super Bowl left, and we'll be breaking that down in depth. Um, later this weekend and all next week, of course, leading into it as we head out there. So, uh, but just to give you an idea of how things work at the senior bowl, you go there for the practices, but you, the games, you get the tape of the games and the games practices are more valuable because you can be right there on the field with them. You structure it to see certain things. The game while structured, much more than a regular football game. It's still a game, and it's not as pertinent to have there. What I always did was I kept two scouts to stay for the game. The rest of us went home, and I wanted one scout for each team that would be on the sidelines to kind of not worry about watching the game, but monitoring how the players reacted, how the players dealt with communication, how they – those are the sorts of things that I – that you can't see on film. Everything else you can see on film. So I want to see how they dealt with the difficulties, the positives, so on and so forth. So uh, that's how I did it, and I wanted one per team. When I was a young scout, I'd stay for the games, the blue-gray, the east-west, the senior bowl. But I had to kind of cover on the small staffs I was with. I used to, used to have to work my way a little bit on both sides um, of the sideline. So um, – I always said, you know, when I was in a position to make a decision and how to deal with it, I kept two scouts there, one for each team. That really gives you a good feel for it. You combine that with your coaches and your scouts, all of your scouts um, and all of your coaches in front office over at the practices and in the meetings, you've had a chance to do a good evaluation. Then I like to come home and I would look at the practice tape uh, that is already arriving, and we'd look at the practice tape again, and we'd certainly look at the tape of the game, and we'd sit there and compare notes and obviously have um, basically a good feel for it. So what we're doing here is to giving you with three full days of on-the-field practice in the books, um, want to um, give you some snapshots of kind of who maybe stood out what was gained by we're going to get into the offensive guys right now and um, we'll do the defensive guys a little later. Um, Jay Kaner 
quarterback from Fresno State. He's six feet, 208 pounds. It was an inconsistent showing from all quarterbacks uh, this week. Uh, Tyler Badgett, uh, Malik Cunningham, Duggan, Jaron Hall, Clayton Toon, and Hainer. Um, so there's not a, you know, a, um, a quarterback, top 100 level overall player in this quarterback group uh, of, of this group. But he's certainly the one that uh, made the most progress during the week. He was efficient, showed good zip on his passes. Several of his top throws ranked among the best all week, including the back shoulder touchdown pass to Payne Durham on Thursday. Um, Hainer, who projects as a backup and potential spot starter in the NFL, was the best of the week, as I mentioned. Um, You know, everyone's going to want to know, who's the next Brock Purdy, folks? Brock Purdy is not so much the unique guy, but the guy that's the unique fit. So Hainer in the right situation could be that guy. It's tough to get the right guy and the right fit <coughs> together. So Badgett didn't look overwhelmed during the week. Um, uh, but, you know, and he's the kid from uh, Shepherd College. Um, but, you know, Duggan was up and down all week. The back that just stood out with Ty J. Spears of Tulane. Oklahoma's Eric Gray was outstanding. Both have outstanding quickness to, through the hole and burst out of their cuts to get to the second level. But Spears gets the edge because of his performance in the weekend drills. Um, he matched his tempo and vision with his foot quickness. It was simply outstanding. Great receiver. Uh, he's understand uh, undersized by NFL standards. Medicals are going to be important because of his knee injury, but he's definitely a top 100 player. Medicals only would take him out of that scenario. Uh, Gray, meanwhile, was one of the best in college football last season at creating chunk plays and translating well to senior bowl practices. Gray is built low to the ground, which is allows him to be more of a pinball type player, uh, hide behind blockers before planting and bursting. If Gray is still available on day three, it'd be a great, great pick. Um, right there in the fourth round. Uh, Jaden Reed, Michigan State, uh, 5'11", 191. Um, There were a number of guys at receiver that kind of stood out. Reed consistently gave cornerbacks trouble. His ability to separate was outstanding. His top-end speed was awesome. More impressive were the different ways he created separation. Subtle hesitation, body fakes, he really did an outstanding job. Reed's play this week had me returning to the tape, which was a reminder of just how poor Michigan State's offense was in 2022. 2021 tape, though, you see the explosiveness from Reed. You have to look at that. You have to factor that in. You can't be lazy as a scout. You have to always go and look at earlier tape, more tape. Make sure that you understand the whys. He can play inside or outside. Uh, in the receiver spots, and he's got value as a returner. So, um, you know, I think, um, you know, he's a a guy that's got definite third-round value. Uh, Another receiver that I've talked about all week was Michael Wilson, Stanford. As I mentioned all week, he's missed more games than he's played over the past three years due to injuries, but went on the field. He has outstanding size with athleticism of a smaller player to sink, settle, and work back to the ball, toughness to the catch point. Uh, If it can stay healthy, I think he's a guy that is not only a make it, but a guy that could be a potential starter. 
The fastest receiver was Nebraska's Trey Palmer, 6'3", 193. Um, remember, he's an LSU transfer, he's a Louisiana State champion in the 200 meters. Um, clocked in at 21.15 miles per hour on the radar gun, which we're now using a lot to generate play speed. And it consistently won over the top in drills. Cincinnati's Trey Tucker also has got great speed. Um, wasn't as good catching the football. Um, Nathaniel Dell, who I've talked about from Houston, the diminutive 5'8", 163, sudden. I mean, he's quick as a hiccup. And he was a nightmare for defensive backs and one-on-one drills. He could gear down. I thought uh, BYU's Puka Naku looked great in the first practice, but then he had some injuries and was sidelined. At tight end, I thought Payne Durham of Purdue at 6'5", 258 really was good. I do think that Luke Musgrave is still going to be the first draft at tight end uh, from the senior bowl group of tight ends. But Durham got better each week. So that's why I wanted to give him a nod. Drops were rare uh, on tape. And and you saw him securely catch the ball in Mobile as well. He's got a large strike zone. He can snatch away from the body. Uh, thought he had good body control. He finished uh, in the run game as a blocker. Uh, <clears throat> Musgrave was uh, had, was clocked at 20.05 uh, miles per hour. One of only nine players to clock 20 miles an hour or higher. Um, that's unbelievable. Okay. Um, it's the first tight end that it, since we've been doing this at the senior bowl, it's been a few years now that's surpassed the 20 mile an hour mark. That should translate by the way, four or five, maybe a little bit better in the 40. Um, the, the fastest players overall was Darius Rush, the corner, Jacorian Bennett, a corner, Trey Palmer, Trey Tucker, Ty J Spears, Tank Dell, who have all talked about. Luke Musgrave is in that group at 255. And then Isaiah Land, the linebacker, was another guy. Offensive tackle Darnell Wright in Tennessee was really good. Uh, it was inconsistent week from all the tackles, including Wright. But I thought uh, he made the most plays. He flashed the highest level of ability with his brute power and aggressive temperament. He's able to torque defenders. Uh, most of his issues stem from an eagerness to um, to show off that violence at the point of attack. Um, he's got the right body control, the twitch, um, and I, I'm, I'm curious to see where he goes from here. I think he's got a chance to be an even better player at the pro level. Um, once he kind of learns proper blocking techniques, which they, they really don't run – uh, a very conducive scheme blocking-wise at Tennessee that translates. He's going to need even more coaching and development than you might expect uh, from most guys. I was very impressed with DeWan Jones from Ohio State. Um, pass rushers would adjust to him throughout the week. Um, he wasn't really tested on Tuesday. Um, he's got ability to you know, snatch and pull with his hands. Very, very impressive. Uh, Osiris, Osiris Torrance didn't start off very well, but he certainly um, got better and better. His dominance as a run blocker is evident. Um, he's got 11 and a quarter inch hands. Um, he can climb off and cut the linebackers, seal the edge. He handled himself very well in pass protection. I think TCU Steve Avila did a good job. I think um, 
uh, McClendon Curtis from Chattanooga did a really good job. Uh, both were, were very good. Uh, John Michael uh, Smith from Minnesota also did a good job at, uh, at center. Uh, I think he's a solid day two guy. Uh, he looked very uh, well in the drills. Um, I thought he did a good job with his hand and footwork. Uh, can set and anchor very well. Um, Joe Tippin um, was very good. Um, and I think he's a little bit better um, as a player. But Smith's not far behind. Both guys can start and start early in the NFL, I do believe. Um, <clears throat> defensively. Now we'll get to the defensive guys. Edge rusher, Will McDonald from Iowa State. Um, not a great group, but he was good. Uh, looks like a basketball small forward. Got 35-inch arms, really good quickness. Um, I'm wondering about his ability to hold up against the run, but guys who can rush the passer make money in this league. And um, and, and I think that uh, that's going to help him. I was hoping Isaiah Foskey would answer some of the concerns, um, but I wanted to see a little bit more in terms of pass rush. He's got speed. He's got length like his hands, but uh, he doesn't have really good pass rush technique. <clears throat> so, again, the production, while good, could be a lot better when you're talking about um, once he gets the proper coaching and develops pass rushing skills. I think he's going to be a really good player at the next level. Keanu Benton, the defensive tackle from Wisconsin, 6'4", 3'12". Did a really good job. I thought that the Northwestern kid, uh, Abita Wari, were very good. Um, now, Abita Wari is only 284, uh, but he's got leverage and quickness. But uh, – Benton was outstanding. Bowling Green's Carl Brooks and Cameron Young from Mississippi State also did a really good job. Benton, uh, nose tackle in college. He's got point of attack power that shows up in, on tape, and it showed up here in the one-on-ones. Uh, linebacker, I thought, Dayan Hensley from Washington State. Very good athlete. Former wide receiver at Nevada. He's been ascending, made the move to linebackers, consistently the best players at his position this week. With his athleticism and fluidity and coverage awareness, I thought he did a really good job on backs and breaking up passes, stayed calm, uh, trusted his instincts. Um, as a blitzer, I thought he did a really good job of stacking and shedding. Ivan Pace and DeMarvin Overshawn both played at the high level, should be good pros. Pace was one of the more interesting players because of his frame. Um He's comfortable working downhill. Really, really good-looking player. Darius Rush from South Carolina uh, was the most pleasant surprise of the week. Um, you know, I thought he showed up well in all three practices, ran good routes, uh, receivers, um, disrupting receivers in the catch window. He got more hands on the ball defending than any defensive back this week. Uh, aside from the tape, um, Rush also checks the measurables. He's 6'2", 195, impressive size and length, 32 and three-quarter inch arms, 79 and three-quarter inch wingspan. Um, big. I mean, he's got offensive lineman-looking arms. That's why he's able to get his hands on so many balls. He was also the fastest player on the field, um, 21.65. I said he was the fastest player 
the clock this week. Um, so only Tariq Willen and Joshua Williams have posted better times since we've been doing this several years ago. Um, Iowa's Raleigh Moss, Stanford's um, Kiwi Blue Kelly, Miami's Tyreek Stevenson, Kansas State's Julian Brents, um, Terrell Luter from South Alabama, also I thought did a really good job at corner this week. Sidney Brown of Illinois, uh, safety did a good job, 5'10", 213. Uh, Marty Mapu of Sa- Sacramento State, who's a linebacker safety tweener. Um, both did really good jobs, as did Florida State's Jamie Robinson and George's Christopher Smith also did uh, did really good. Brown, though, was very good and got better, and I thought his best practice was the final one. He showed a closing burst to disrupt the catch point. He was the best defensive back, finding the football and dislodging it and turning it into uh, incompletions. Uh, a leader, a vocal leader, grabbed the reins of the defense, communicated well, picked things up. Very impressive. Um, Now, you might remember Brown is the twin brother of the running back, Chase Brown. Uh, The the, the outstanding, well-known running back, Sidney, though, is uh, he's got a really good player. So anyway, um, those are just some of the names, some of the thoughts about um, the players at the Senior Bowl that we kind of wanted to wrap up the winners of the week. If you want to go back and see who did well each and every day and we covered more players, uh, go back and listen to the podcast from earlier in the week. Also, you can get more details over at LandryFootball.com where you will get uh, all the complete detail breakdowns when we can get it up for you so that you can see exactly who graded out the best and find out the best details um, in in-depth analysis of all these players. We'll be taking you all the way through the draft and covering the free agency process as well. Um, We'll also be handling all the college stuff. So make sure that you take advantage of the scouting season offer at LandryFootball.com today. It's the best time to get involved. 50% discount will get you all the draft prep, all the free agency, all the off-season college football, all the way through next football season. So you um, don't want to miss it. Take advantage of the year membership, the 50% discount. Uh, A reminder to uh, subscribe, like, and share the Landry Football Podcast Network wherever you get your football podcast. Hey, we'll be back. We'll be getting into uh, a lot of the Senior Bowl talk. uh, Excuse me. um, Senior Bowl on my mind. Super Bowl talk as we get you ready for the big game all the next week. But we're going to get you ready, too, with the offseason preparation, the free agency, the draft. We got it all for you at LandryFootball.com and the Landry Football Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us. Talk to you next time, everyone.